0: Hi there. Carling here. Whether this is your first episode of this podcast you're listening to, or you're working backwards from the more recent ones, these earliest episodes require a bit of patience, humor, and understanding. These episodes are a time machine back to when I had no idea what I was doing in editing, sound quality, or production. And there were two hosts. We were full of passion, laughter, and a whole lot of trial and error. But here's the thing. These episodes are the essence of my humble beginnings, and I'm hoping that's part of the charm. The raw authenticity that shaped the foundation of this podcast. Although this podcast has evolved and my interview skills and audio quality have vastly improved, the heart and soul of these episodes remain timeless. The stories I shared back then, they still hold significance and are worth hearing. These episodes make me appreciate how far I've come, so... Join us every week for a light-hearted queer perspective and a trip down memory lane. Whether you're a diehard fan or new to the show, this recap is for you. So find us anywhere you get your podcasts at 7th Heaven, a lesbian recap.
1: This is either going to mean she'll either get a stroke and she could die or it'll work or she'll be on the vent for life because it'll paralyze her diaphragm.
2: Michelle. Hey (laughs) Carly. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm great. It's taken us like three
0: tries to get this Hey Michelle part out.
2: It's very complicated.
0: Yeah. Podcasting is hard.
2: We are professionals.
0: Well, something. Do you know what though? It's February, and we're coming up on our (gasps) one-year podcast anniversary.
2: We are. That's exciting. Yeah. How many episodes are we at now? I was just thinking about that the other day. In
0: our, if we're not counting Patreon, forty. This is like episode forty-eight or something. That's amazing. Yeah.
2: I guess because like one a week for a year would be. Oh.
0: (laughs) Oh my god we're so smart (laughs) and then with patreon we've got over 23 episodes
2: yeah that's amazing fancy segue that is binge worthy
0: what is patreon
2: (gasps) well carling patreon is a place where you can subscribe to and hear bonus episodes oh my gosh like
0: what kind of of episodes are
2: they um they're a little bit juicier they're a little bit scandalous i love scandals there's Some random ones where we, like, watched true crime and talked about them. We did do Do it. Do you remember that one that I watched? And it was, like, the... Oh, we watched it together. Yeah,
0: and the woman was, like, screaming and getting murdered. Yeah.
2: Yeah. By, like, her neighbor? Yeah. Whew! That was crazy. Yeah. Um. Anyways. And then
0: our own true crime story. We're just in the middle, uh, or just at the beginning of doing my
2: crazy story. Mm -hmm. So if you ever wanted the tea on Carling's... Marriage, My my straight closeted life. Whew, that was a crazy time. That was crazy. It seems so like, I mean, it was it, it so was long a lifetime ago, ago, but it it just seems like it didn't actually happen.
0: Yeah. And as we like, as we're walking through it and, you know, we're doing it alongside Amanda from Amanda Loves to Hate Teen Mom podcast. Yeah. Um. It's just like, it's wild to relive it and think through all the mm-hmm. things and look back. Like that was insane. Yeah.
2: And you, you're like you're kind of filling in the blanks for me, and I'm like maybe filling in some yeah. of the blanks for you, like because, yeah. I mean that time was just insane. Yeah. And uh, um, I've I've talked about my um, like pregnancy loss on there. Mm-hmm. Eventually, I will talk about you know losing my husband. Not yeah. Quite ready for that yet? But, yeah. Um, then we've had other stories from people who've wanted to just keep it on the Patreon because it's a little bit safer and a little bit more protected over there. Yeah. Um, it's like more of like a little family space. Yeah. Right? So if the, you are but looking, but not family friendly. No. <laughs> it, we definitely swear on the Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: You get to see a different side of Carling yes. and Michelle.
2: And um, yeah. For just five dollars a month, you can get access to over twenty bonus episodes. Wow.
0: I think this is why we don't have advertisers because that was like awkward.
2: <laughs> wow.
0: Thanks. <laughs> No, but I did have on my checklist I wanted to talk about our Patreon. There we go. I'm we actually really... made a
2: list this time. We yeah. don't usually make a list. We I just know.
0: I'm really excited about it. Our off-the-cuff. That's what people love about us.
2: Is it? Well, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. How was your week? My week was okay. Yeah? I never remember what I do. I worked. Um, I took like this... I took this really nice like yoga class. Yeah,
0: like a restorative yoga. Yeah,
2: and it so my one of my coworkers does yoga and she's been doing it for like twenty years, uh, over twenty years, and she's doing a Zoom class and it's restorative and it's based like you barely move, which is incredible yeah. <laughs> and like so my speed. That's nice though. <laughs> but it's a lot of like trauma work and things like that. So yeah, so she did a live Zoom, but then sent the recording later. I couldn't have done it at like seven thirty. No. All my kids are awake, so. I did it at the end. It would end. have been, like,
0: goat yoga, but instead of goats, it would have been your oh, kids.
2: Oh, totally. Yeah. and Like, there were times where you just literally lay on your back and don't move. Like, I would have been yeah, suffocated. Yeah. And not only that, but I also did it in my bra, so probably wouldn't have been, like, oh, fun good for them for to see. for you.
0: Speak. Was that part of the thing?
2: No, I was just really uncomfortable in my shirt. And oh. I was like, screw it. I'm taking my taking my shirt off.
0: Holly wasn't like, and now
2: you <laughs> can take off your shirt. I'm like, girl, what is this all about? (laughs) No, it was really nice. I almost fell asleep. It was fabulous.
0: That's amazing. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. We're in the middle of a polar vortex.
2: Oh, my gosh. It's so freaking cold.
0: Yeah. It's real cold out. And I don't love it because we're still in a pretty strict lockdown. And, Mm -hmm. like, I just want to go to. It hurts
2: our faces.
0: Yeah. I just want to, like, go to a pub. Mm Mm-hmm. Have a drink, maybe a plate of fries. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe I'd get gravy. Still deciding.
2: (laughs) You would have to get gravy. Yeah, I know. Come on. I'd get gravy. Be real.
0: And I just want to like sit and chat.
2: I know. And it's like not something that we did regularly anyways, but now that we can't, it's like. It's been over a year and I want to. Yeah. The last time we really did anything like, I mean, we did a few things when the restrictions were a little bit lifted, but not really. The last thing we did was my birthday. I know last and year, and
0: here we are back in your birthday month. I know, it's so crazy. Yeah, I know. I'm gonna have to do something big for your birthday this year. Pfft,
2: no. Yeah,
0: listen. As your best friend, it is my responsibility to my acknowledge birthdays.
2: your birth. My birthdays are lame.
0: Well, um, I love my therapist.
2: Mm, I love your therapist too. I know. <laughs> Her and Megan, I are Megan BFFs. Just
0: kidding. <laughs> um, she told me. To get... Has she ever listened? I don't know. She wrote Megan. down
2: Megan. Megan. She wrote down the name of it. I don't know. My therapist thinks that our podcast is a blog. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, maybe she's one, very supportive. Maybe, <laughs> maybe one day it will be. I said something and she's like, Oh, did you, did you write that on your blog? I was like, No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but my therapist
0: <laughs> told me to go on Tinder girl why are you going on tinder well i was saying i'm newly single and Mm i you know was saying that nobody will ever love me shut
2: your i'm just in the
0: spirit of vulnerability here i was like nobody's gonna want this hot garbage
2: train wreck (laughs) and is that what your title is on tinder yeah hot (laughs) garbage train wreck (laughs) do not message me because you do not want this
0: (laughs) (laughs) And I don't she, think that's what she
2: meant when she said putting yourself out there. Yeah.
0: And she basically told me to shut my damn mouth. Yeah, good. And she was like, "I think if you put yourself out there and just like go and look, you'll see that everybody in your demographic
2: is a hot dumpster fire." <laughs> Everyone has baggage. Everyone like comes with like None of us have it together. Yeah. And I was like, Could you well, imagine me going on Tinder being like, hey, I am thirty-six, almost thirty-seven, I have a million children. I am a mess. Nobody yeah, would want I mean, that.
0: There's someone out there for everyone, Michelle. Oh God, please. <laughs> and I hope yours is just a sick old rich man. I like can I mean that. sick
2: like dying, not like sick like anything. Perverted. <laughs> <laughs> Can't be choosers, darling <laughs>
0: like, Yeah, so I downloaded Tinder and it it and so when I so Tinder came about while I was in a relationship and I remember hearing about it and thinking, man, like I'm happy in a relationship, but I sure would like what a fun I just want to like swipe and judge people. I just want to yes or no people. And so I downloaded it. Mm-hmm. And it is a scary world out uh-huh. there. I feel like I'm, like, heading into Jurassic Park. Like, I don't know what's around the corner. I couldn't even
2: imagine. Yeah. I am not even. I'm, like, for me to date somebody, yeah, it would have to be, like, one of my friends or, like, coworkers yeah. who I trust being, like, I have found you this man. I have run a background check. I know everything mm-hmm. about them. They have no skeletons. They're amazing. Yeah. Like, I am not going to go on any... Yeah. online stuff no Well, here's like, the thing
0: with lesbians is it's a small pool it's a small it's a small pool I was on tinder for no less than 10 minutes and a friend of mine messaged me and was like oh my god is I saw you on tinder <laughs> and I was like oh no I guess the cat's oh, out of the bag there we go <laughs> and like you just you either know everybody that's showing up on your tinder or or it's married couples. Mm-hmm. I have been approached by no less than three married couples looking for a third. Saucy. Yeah. So I don't think I'm into um, being a third in a heterosexual couple. I
2: think your schedule is already quite full.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's COVID times. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm don't. not just gonna, like, no, no, no. going to, like, where do you go? A, a polar vortex. B, a pandemic. Mm-hmm there's a lot to consider here but anyway i did it and my Yay. therapist better be proud of me she better and there's also like there's tinder there's bumble there's her there's what's her i think it's just for lesbians is
2: there a hymn probably <laughs> I, i'd imagine <laughs> i don't know anyway it's a well, scary, I think scary world out there i will live vicariously through your escapades <laughs>
0: Cause. I see I'm the type to have escapades definitely this is a lie I am not
2: <laughs> anywho um I am just gonna be single for the rest of my life well no because
0: you and I are in a monogamous well, committed relationship absolutely um no not, not
2: are... monogamous no platonic okay, let me do it again no but we're so... okay Platonic. Okay. yeah
0: we are in a platonic non-monogamous <laughs>
2: committed relationship yeah totally so you're not gonna be single what, forever. What do I need? <laughs> I think when people hear me say that I'm gonna be single forever, they like get really sad for me, and they're like, "No, you're not." No, but like the, honestly, the thought of it, like yeah. the thought of catching feelings for somebody else, like trusting someone else, yeah. letting someone into my crazy ass life, letting yeah. anyone near my children, oh, it's no. like they're literally gonna, it's gonna have not to come happening. through me
0: for like six months before your children get to meet anybody.
2: Yeah. Plus, I need to drop about, like, 100 LBs and get, like, full reconstructive face surgery. Oh, my God. (laughs)
0: And And a boob lift. You shut your mouth. You're gorgeous. Shut up. I sent you a TikTok the other day that said, a butterfly doesn't see its own wings. And I hated it
2: so much. (laughs) And
0: so, therefore, Michelle, a butterfly never knows how truly beautiful it is. And I sent that to you because you are my butterfly.
2: But if you think about that, they also don't realize if they're ugly. (laughs) So, fair. fair. Okay. <laughs> well, I
0: bet butterflies trust the, um, their friends' comments, other, other butterflies' comments. And this You know butter- how
2: much I hate motivational TikToks. This
0: butterfly is telling you, <laughs> you're gorgeous. Today's episode, we're so excited oh, for. Oh,
2: my god. We had to
0: wait a while to interview Erin because she had yes. to have surgery, mm-hmm. um, and then she was recovering, and so when we did finally get to interview her, I was so excited.
2: She's amazing. Yeah. Again, like... I Like
0: every... It should just be stated that everybody yeah. we have on the show is amazing.
2: Absolutely. So. Also, we put a little call out on our Instagram that if you guys have any stories, if you've been listening for mm-hmm. a while and you're like, hey, I got something to say... Uh, we're starting to schedule some interviews into like late February, early March.
0: Yeah. We've had a few people reach out. Yeah. And I'm super stoked about it.
2: I know. So send us a DM or an email yep. or something. Um, carrier pigeon. Send us a TikTok. Yes. Um, I want to do like a call in show. That would be so funny. My You'd be like, God. you're on the air. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, long time listener. First time caller. Debbie. Hi, tell us your story, Debbie. <laughs> Oh
1: I
0: think man. That be so fun. <laughs> okay. I'm stoked. Let's get into this episode. Okay. Sounds good. Bye. Bye. Hello, Erin. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Happy good. Tuesday. <laughs> it's weird for us to record on a Tuesday, but I kind of love it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It feels like I'm. Feels like a Monday for some reason. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yesterday I told somebody to have a good weekend, and then I was like, "Oh, I'm like quite a ways off." Yeah, like, oh. yeah. When yeah. they get
2: you it, it, it would be nice <laughs> if they had a nice one. Yeah, yeah. We usually record on the weekends, so. Um, but we're both off today, so it was a perfect time and no kids at home, so it works out. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's
0: nice and quiet. Awesome. Well, we're super excited to chat with you and hear your story. We found you on TikTok and then have been following along on Instagram, and your story is incredible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, so why don't we have you start by introducing yourself and maybe talking a bit about like where you're from, what you do, um, and then we can get right into the story.
1: Okay um so I am originally from like central Maine that's where I grew up went to high school and then I went to college in um near Baltimore Maryland and now um since my accident I stayed in Boston because that's where the accident happened and I just wanted to be near like Massachusetts General like my doctors hospital therapy everything yeah. So I just got an apartment in Boston. My boyfriend ended up moving in with me in 2018 and I have lived here since 2017. Oh, wow. And do you like it? Um, I like it. I don't like the winter. I don't like the weather, but yeah. I like, um, I like being close to like, uh, there's a lot of like really great physical therapy here for like spinal cord injuries. And I like I like where I live right now. It's like a very new area. So there's a lot of stores, restaurants, and places to like walk our dogs and stuff like that.
2: And oh, what do, kind of- you, do you get a kick out of the Boston accent like I do?
1: <laughs> yeah, I definitely do. I definitely do. Um, I don't go into like the city is a like, I don't go into the city a lot unless it's like really warm out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, and what kind of dogs do you have? I have two
1: English Bulldogs. Aww. Aww. Oh, so cute. They're what are so they?
0: What are their names? Um, Oakley and Olive. Oh, that's perfect. that's amazing. <laughs> I have Michelle has five kids, but I have five dogs. So whenever somebody has <laughs> oh dogs, I'm God. like, I'm like, tell me everything about them. <laughs>
1: yeah, right. I am.
0: Awesome. So why don't you get into it? I am um, you yeah, well, I won't pre-tell your story. You just dive right in.
1: <laughs> okay. Um, so basically it was the summer before my senior year of college. And I was working in Maine, waitressing, like I waitress at a camp. And so I was it was like a breakfast, lunch, dinner type thing. I worked six days a week. And my boyfriend from college, um, he lived in Pennsylvania. And my brother had an internship with Harvard, and he was living in Boston. And I was like, I told my boyfriend I was like well let's just meet up and stay at my brother's apartment because it's kind of like three hours for each of us and that's easier than like you coming all the way here or me going all the way there so we met at my brother's apartment and um, we were only there for two days and the last night we were there um, you can go up on the roof of the apartment there's like chairs and tables and my brother said people a lot of people weren't up there like in, the, in often and and like, so he hung a hammock up there attached to a chimney and the other, the other side was attached to a wall. And he said he would go up there on the hammock every night. And he was like, oh, you guys should go up on the hammock. So like uh, my boyfriend Jack and I went and got like some food and we went up there and I sat on the hammock uh, closest to the chimney, like a swing. Um, and, he, and as soon as he sat down next to me, that's when like the chimney collapsed. It must've been from the extra weight. Um, The chimney must have been weak or whatever. It only fell on me because it wasn't that tall. It was like a wide chimney, but not tall. And I don't remember it falling or anything. And Jack didn't get hurt at all. The hammock wasn't up high. So like, it wasn't really the fall that hurt us at all. It was just the chimney that basically crushed me. And I got injured at the C5, C6 level of my spinal cord. It actually shifted out of place and then shifted back somehow. Oh my gosh. And how,
0: like how big was the chimney and the whole thing fell on you?
1: Yeah, it was, it was like, it was pretty big, but it, I guess it basically crushed me like from my neck, like, and then like, uh, down to like my, my rib cage. Cause it crushed like some of my ribs, but like I, that's all I was injured. And then I had like a fat lip. So something must've hit my lip. And then I had like a gash on the back of my head so I must have hit my head when I fell also but like that like it wasn't a big deal I just got some stitches there I was lucky it didn't like crush my stomach or hit me in the face or anything like that
2: oh wow that's
1: and and were they able to to maybe determine like the weight of it so when it fell it actually fell into pieces it like broke into pieces so they don't really know but jack Jack um, called 911, and then he was, like, pulling the pieces off of me. Um, He thought thought that I, like, hurt my shoulder because I fell my shoulder. He didn't really know how, like, how bad the injury was.
0: Wow. And you said you don't remember the actual, like, incident.
1: Yeah, so I don't remember anything until they lifted me off the roof, and I really had no idea what was going on. But the weird thing is, is Jack and my brother, Todd, they said... They, that I was awake the whole time talking and everything.
0: How did you meet your boyfriend?
1: So we met in college. Um, I always knew him cause we went to a small school, Goucher college. He played lacrosse and I played field hockey and, um, I always knew him. And then, but we both had like significant others. And then junior year, we were both single. So we started to like study together, hang out. And then we hung out like that whole spring semester. And then we started dating like in the summer so we really started dating in June and the accident was July 11th. Oh, oh my gosh. Wow. wow. It's crazy. And so
2: what was like, so he called 911 obviously. And um, like, how long did it take to get help to
1: you? I don't think it took that long. I want to say probably like 10 or 15 minutes, but my brother and Jack said that it, it felt like a really uh, long time. Yeah, And like, basically my brother came like, came upstairs because Jack called him and was like come up here like Aaron's hurt the, the hammock fell everything and my brother basically my knees were like bent and my brother was like can you straighten out your legs and I was like they are straight oh, and that's no. my brother was like oh no like this is worse than we thought and so oh. they just they were just when they called 911 they said just try to keep her awake but don't move her
2: Mm -hmm, Right. mm
1: -hmm. So they just kept talking to me, like asking me my favorite foods and asking me weird stuff.
0: Oh Oh my gosh. And how did they get you off the roof? Did you have to get airlifted
1: or? Um, So they did it with like a fire truck. Oh, wow. I think like six floors or something. So I luckily didn't have to be like airlifted, but they like the stairway, the stairway is way too small for, for them to get me it down on the stretcher and really steep
0: yeah oh wow and wow. so you remember then like kind of coming to once you got yeah so off I woke up
1: like when they were lifting me off because I I'm kind of scared to hide so I remember being like what is going on and then I must have blacked out again because the only time I remember is when I was in the hospital right before my surgery so it was before I was medicated and I remember like seeing my mom and my dad and my brother and Jack I remember like my brother being like I'm so sorry and like all this stuff but like I didn't know what was going on I was like very
2: confused oh no wow so did you when did you kind of understand the extent of your injuries
1: probably not until three weeks later in
2: the hospital
1: wow and is that because yeah I was like very medicated um from the pain and everything and so I was also on the vent so I couldn't talk um so my mom started telling me, cause I'd be awake during the day. So she told me like, oh, okay. Like this is your diagnosis. Like you're paralyzed from like the chest down. Ugh. And I guess I would like cry. And then the next day I wouldn't remember. So they were like, stop. Like, she's not gonna remember. They were like, just stop telling her yeah. until like she's less medicated because yeah. you're, she's just gonna forget.
0: Ugh. Oh, that yeah. must be that must have been hard for your mom because, like, every day she has to relive telling you,
1: yeah. "Oh, that's yeah." Really- my mom said, "My mom said that was the hardest." Was like the three those three weeks, and it's just crazy because that's like the three weeks I don't remember.
0: Yeah, yeah. And at any like, Jack stayed by your side the whole time.
1: So Jack actually, so our school to graduate, they require you to go abroad unless you have like something crazy like what happened to me. I wasn't saying um, like
0: if a chimney falls on yeah. you. Yeah.
1: Right, right. <laughs> so so Jack wasn't going to do a semester but he just was doing uh a month of August. So he actually had to leave like he, um I think two weeks in. Like he stayed for two weeks and then he he didn't want to go but um my mom and his mom convinced him to go they were like you're gonna regret it and like Aaron's Mm. not gonna remember anyway yeah like she would want you to go so he ended up going to Germany and I FaceTimed him every day but like I couldn't talk (laughs) so like I do remember being in the hospital and like someone would hold my phone and then I would like mouth stuff to Jack and my brother would like say it. So I'd be like, I love you. And my brother would be like, I love you. It was oh. <laughs> <laughs> so funny, but it, oh, was, that's actually, really it was really sweet. Did he have yeah. like the most miserable time in Germany? He said he had a good time, but he said it was definitely hard because yeah. like he went with a couple friends. friends um, and they, you know, it was just hard for them to understand everything he was going through. Yeah. 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 So I think it was hard for him when, he would talk like talking to me helped him Mm
2: -hmm. but I think
1: like when he would like drink he would probably like get more sad and stuff like he'd go out and he'd just be kind of like this is tough but I I mean he said he still had fun so
2: yeah
0: and so what point do you start being more sort of aware of what's going on you said it was about three weeks
1: yeah like probably three and a half weeks like right probably the last week I was in ICU before I went to like Spalding rehab was when I like, that's, I remember that week pretty clearly. Like when I I moved rooms, my mom and brother were there. My, my younger sister visited and, and she had made a GoFundMe for me and she was like, can I read, she was like, can I read you the GoFundMe? And I was like, yeah. And she, and she was like, well, I'm not supposed to, cause it says like what, like what your injury is and like. No one had told me yet. And I was like, I don't oh. care. Just tell me. Yeah. And so she ended up telling me that's, that's the first time I remember being told. And it was weird. Cause I didn't, I wasn't, I didn't cry. It was like more, I was like shocked, but like, I didn't, I also didn't really know what it meant. Like, I was like, okay, like I can't walk, but I knew nothing about spinal cord injuries.
0: Yeah. And so what did she tell you? Like, what is officially your injury?
1: So basically I don't really think she told me at the time she basically said you you're not going to be able to walk you're most likely not going to be able to walk again you're paralyzed from the chest down but like my actual diagnosis is like that is true but like I have partial arm function no triceps no finger function so like she wasn't like that specific at that moment because I don't even think they really knew yet right but um so basically I was just like okay I'm not gonna be able to walk again but like it just like, it was just weird. Like it didn't really click because I think we had also raised like 70,000 at that point. So that was crazy. Like to me, I was like, wow. Like I was just more like thankful and like grateful about that. That I was, I think I was thinking more about that than like the injury.
0: <laughs> yeah. Honestly,
1: and how, at that time. Yeah. How
0: does it work? Like I know Canada's healthcare system and the U S is very different. So like, did you have insurance that helped Pay for so I was really
1: lucky. My my dad works for like the union, like for um construction, and he gets like really really good um health care. And because of that, I get to be under his health care till I'm 26, oh. and I was only 21 at the time, so I like almost everything was covered because my first two surgeries came to 2 million. <gasps> yeah, oh my, my next gosh. surgery was like I don't remember, it was like a 10 hour surgery, and then I had to have. I also ruptured my right subclavian artery and they had to put a stent in and that was like a crazy surgery where they had to like, they were like, well, this is either going to mean she'll either get a stroke and like she could die or it'll work or she'll be on the vent for life because it'll paralyze her diaphragm and it ended up working. Like it was just like, it was just like, they had 14 doctors fly in from California. Like they had never done this surgery. So it was crazy wow oh did my, you know I didn't know about any of this at the time but my mom <laughs> yeah my and, and dur- in the middle of the surgery they came out and they were just said to my mom they were like so like plan a didn't work what do you want us to do my mom was <gasps> like I don't know she was like do she was like do what you would do for your kid oh. and they were like okay
0: wow yeah it's like
1: um y- you're the surgeon don't ask me yeah she's
0: like
2: <laughs> she's like don't make me decide like oh, man that's so. wild
0: I like in Canada because like we pay higher taxes but like mm-hmm. it's we like we just go and it's yeah. just covered like I it's such a weird yeah. concept for Canadians to be like what do you mean you know how much it costs like
2: yeah yeah you know the hospital you're yeah you're not having to worry about those bills I couldn't imagine if you didn't have that coverage yeah
1: I was I was really lucky because when I went to Spalding I had there was the the girl in the room next to me she she had like a C1 injury, which is like the highest injury. And she was on the vent, like for life, basically. And I remember they were, uh, her insurance didn't want to cover anymore. They were like, oh, like, we're not covering this. Like, we want to send you home. And like, she, they, that was like, I still had like a month covered. And I was like, she's not ready to go home because I'm not ready to go home. Oh my like, God. it's just like, I was like, this is awful. Like that they could even send her home right now.
0: And so did she end up having to go home?
1: Well, luckily she got approved for a surgery. It's like, um, it's almost like a pacemaker type thing. It's mm-hmm. not a pacemaker, but that's what they compare it to. Like, so she didn't have to be on the vent. Like she's still on the vent, but like not the big machine. It's kind of like on the inside. They oh. like this surgery. They do It's pretty rare, but she got approved for it. So because of that, they let her stay longer, but oh, otherwise wow. they were going to send her home, which is so sad.
2: No kidding. How long were you on a vent for?
1: So I was on the vent uh, for the whole time I was in ICU and then for another 11 days when I got to Spalding and that was probably, well, I was only on the vent at night at Spalding actually, but that oh. it, it was pretty awful because when you're on the vent, you can't talk. And when they put you on it, um, it really sucks because you have like, you have to like stop breathing and like try to let it breathe for you. And it's like, it's so hard to do.
2: Oh my gosh. It's
1: horrible. Wow. And, like the trach and vent and being suctioned through the trach every day, like 10 times a day or more is just the worst thing. So, anyone that's had a trach, like I feel for them. Oh
2: my wow. goodness. And
0: so, once you moved to Spalding, is that really where the physical therapy and like recovery really kicked off?
1: Yeah. So I was, I probably went a little too early. My ICU nurse was awesome. I love her. I'm still like, I still talk to her all the time, but she was like, I just want to get you out of this hospital. Like before you like get sick, like, cause she's like, it's so easy to get sick, you know, like while you're here. So she, mm-hmm. she got me there really like, it's probably like a week or so sooner than I should have. So I was pretty sick when I got there. Like, I just felt like nauseous a lot, like all the medications and being on the vent. So probably for like the first two weeks, I was still recovering, but then I started to be able to do like the FBS bike where they like put the stim pads on your legs and you do the bike. I did the arm cycle, um, the standing frame and all that stuff. Wow.
0: And what was that like? Like what, what is it like, have it like, I don't know, having to learn to stand or having,
1: it yeah. It was awful because I was so dizzy and my body just wanted to throw up every time I stood but like I loved my PT and my OT so much like so we honestly had like a ton of fun like I actually loved um my favorite thing was like the pool therapy mm. they had like a indoor pool um it's the only thing that sucked I was, I, I'd be freezing when I got out but it was <laughs> fun because they do like ankle weights and I would stand on the edge of the pool and for some reason like that didn't make me as dizzy as standing in a on like the frame oh interesting so nice. yeah so like some of it was really hard and awful but like I also had a shoulder injury so like my shoulder is in a lot of pain all the time so that made a lot of things a lot harder but but like besides that besides like all the pain and all that like I did have fun with my therapist Yeah, well, that's good. good. If you're going to be
0: stuck in therapy, you might as well. Yeah, make the best of it.
1: (laughs) And yeah, and I and I think that they didn't like me at first, because they thought I was like, mean, all this stuff, but I was, because I was just miserable, like I was genuinely sick. But then when I started to feel better, they were probably like, Oh, like, she really just didn't feel good
0: oh Oh, you had said the type of injury you're paralyzed from the chest down but Mm -hmm. you have some mobility in your arms
1: yeah so I basically have like arm function like I have biceps but no triceps and then like my forearm like I have my wrist like I can like bend my wrist up on my left side but not on my right for some reason so my arms are like so you don't have triceps, so it's really hard to transfer. Like, you can't push yourself up. Mm-hmm. And then, like, my right arm was contracted for a while because of my shoulder pain. So it's still not really all the way straight. And then basically, without your tri- like without triceps, you can't, like, raise your arms above your head or else you just, like, hit yourself in the face. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's really weird.
0: And do you not have triceps just because of the damage to your spine?
1: Yeah. So they're just, they're just paralyzed basically. Like there's like, they may they, they might come back. Like I've seen a flicker of them sometimes when I'm doing therapy and my left side, that's my stronger side for some reason. So some people will like get return or you can get like the nerve transfer surgeries, which I might do that, um, to get my triceps back just cause it would be so helpful, but I just don't want to do any surgeries right now.
0: Yeah. No. And so Jack,
1: sick of surgeries.
0: oh God, I can't even imagine.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: so Jack went to Germany for a month and mm-hmm. when, when he came back, what, cause you would have obviously like remembered now and been quite mm-hmm. a bit different than when he left. What was that reunion? Like, so that,
1: that was really exciting because he visited me at Spalding. I was really excited because I had just missed him so much. And so but what sucked the most is when I came home, it was, I came home October 13th. I think I didn't go home. I moved into an apartment in Boston. He had to go back to school. And it was really sad because I was supposed to go abroad to England. Mm. And so like, we weren't going to be together anyway, but I was just sad because I was like, I want to go abroad. Like I wanted to do my thing. I wanted to go to school, but I had to stay home and recover. So it was hard because he went back to school, but I think every month or every other month he would, he would, it was every month he was just yeah. walking by. um he said like once a month he would come to Spalding and visit me which was like a big trip because he would fly from Maryland he would visit me like once a month because lacrosse season's in the spring so luckily I got to see him and then I think I saw him a bit over winter break and then I ended up going back to school for my last like spring semester of senior year
0: wow and what was that like going back to school
1: that was tough like I brought my mom with me I was gonna hire a PCA because, like, obviously there's a ton of things I couldn't do on my own, but I ended up. My mom was just like, "I'll just be your PCA." Like, it's just like I already know how to do all this stuff, and like, I just it was gonna be so hard to like work with someone new, you know, and find someone. So they got me a huge room on campus, super accessible. It was awesome. Um, my mom lived with me. Jack ended up living in this giant room. It was me, my mom and Jack, which was really funny. <laughs> um, but he wasn't there a lot because he was in season. So he was just so busy. It was really hard to go back at first because it was, it was the first place I'd been after my injury where I used to walk. Cause I, cause I never went home. Yeah. So when I got to school, I was just like, this is so weird. Yeah. Um, oh. But I thought I thought seeing people would be harder, but I I didn't really it didn't really bother me as much as I thought I would. Yeah, were people mostly there, so I was just happy to be there.
2: When you said that you moved into an apartment in Boston, um, did your mom move in with you?
1: She did. Yeah. Okay. She moved in with me. It's just it was just a one bedroom, and she just moved in with me. And she she quit her job in Maine. She was uh, she had a hair salon, and um, she gets paid still to be my PCA. Oh, okay.
2: Yeah. That's good. How did you get back to Maine? Maryland. Maryland, sorry. Yes.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I flew to Maryland, which was tough. Like yeah. flying is not, I mean, it's not as hard now, but then when I would like, I was like, couldn't even set up strikes. I'd be so dizzy. And like, just like, I still had my shoulder pain and like, so fl- that flight I remember was tough and it was not fun, but luckily it's like from Boston it's like an it's not even two hours it's like an hour and a half so it wasn't it wasn't that bad and was it just a regular commercial flight
2: yeah wow oh man I couldn't imagine I mean like to be on a in a small well I don't know how does that work with your wheelchair like do you sit yeah so they
1: put my at the time I was in like my big power chair and they they put it underneath the plane and then they put you on this little tiny aisle chair and they strap you in it and they pull you down the aisle and then they help you get into this seat. Wow. Yeah, it sucks.
2: No kidding. They definitely
1: need a better, better way, but.
2: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. there needs to be more accessibility on a, on a plane. Wow. And so it's been four years since your accident, correct? About? Yeah, it'll
1: be four years in July.
2: So are you still doing like ongoing PT and and OT and things like that every day?
1: Yeah. So I was doing a lot of stuff and then I stopped going when COVID happened. A lot of places closed and then even places that didn't, I was just nervous because I didn't want to get sick. Um, Then I started going back and I was doing twice a week and then I was doing some stuff at home because I have some equipment at home that I bought. Then I I don't know if you saw on my Instagram, but I had that like crazy neck surgery that was not expected.
0: Yeah, that scar looks like, an, awful.
1: Yeah. It was yeah. I don't know what it looks like now. My mom said it looks a lot better than than that photo, but that surgery was just not expected. And I was it went really well though. Um, but it was like an eight week recovery. So I couldn't do anything. And then I got a stomach ulcer. So that ended up kind of adding a couple more weeks on and it just like, oh my I, but now I'm feeling better and I'm supposed to start therapy in February, but now I'm just like trying to decide if I want to wait and get a COVID vaccine or like, if it's worth risking it. Yeah. So Jack
0: was off at school and you, like you guys were separate for a bit Did you ever, I think this is like a common thing you see in movies and whatever, but like, were you ever like, Jack, listen, you can go (laughs) like, like, was there a discussion about because you had just started dating?
1: I mean, I said it the first, I think I said it to him the first time I said it to him in the hospital. The first time we actually talked about it. Like I said it to him probably every time he visited. And what did he say? basic well the big thing for me is like we were only 21 like we were so young and like it was such a big change i i, I would just be like don't stay like because you feel guilty or like you know because you feel like you have to i don't want you to do that and i think he he would always just be like you know what like nothing's gonna change like just because of this injury oh that's wow. really nice i yeah, think yeah he like- was he was always really sweet and that's how it, that really, nothing really has, I mean, obviously things have changed, but like, he's always still treated me the same. Oh, that's wonderful.
0: Wow. And so what was moving in together? Cause you guys live together now.
1: Yeah. So we graduated and then I was like, well, why don't you just move in with me? And, and he didn't really know what he wanted to do after school. Like for sure, he had an internship, um, with the company called K force and in Maryland when he was at school, And they had a, have a company in Boston and they offered him the job here. So he, it was perfect basically. So he moved in with me and my mom still lived with me at the time. So it was like, my mom would (laughs) sleep on the couch because it was a one bedroom. And then my mom (laughs) ended up, my mom ended up getting her own apartment in Boston. Um, I think, I think we all lived together for, I don't know, maybe like six months Oh, but wow. it wasn't that weird because we had already been living together at school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we were all like, whatever. Like it was like whatever, <laughs> you know. We were all pretty close. But and yeah, are your parents moved in with me? I think like summer of 2018. Wow,
0: are your parents still married?
1: They aren't divorced, but they are separated technically. Oh, okay. My dad, my dad moved out recently. Yeah, I just I think it was probably just he didn't really want to move here, and it was just a lot of things plus my injury probably didn't help but yeah yeah um, oh, wow they're still on good terms though he he works in Boston as well so
2: oh good. I am curious about when it comes to um, like mental health support after such a traumatic accident mm-hmm. as well as like um, maybe your family is there any sort of support when it comes to you or them getting help to kind of cope with? I mean, because so, them being in the hospital, seeing you the way you were and all that, right. That's got to take a, a toll on them. Yeah.
1: I know for them, I think there's a lot, obviously they could just go see a therapist or yeah. they could, there's a lot of like support groups for significant others of spinal cord injuries or like PCAs or parents. Like there's a lot of groups. Yeah. I don't think they've ever done anything like that. Um, my mom's interested in a lot of that stuff, but I don't know jack is really um for me I've gone to like some support groups but none that I really liked like it it would always be like people that were just way older than me yeah so I like kind of tend to just make like my own like I've made my a lot of my own friends on just on Instagram that have similar injuries as me and I talk to people and I FaceTime a lot of people and that helps I also before before COVID I would peer mentor like volunteer on the spinal cord injury unit and I would be able to talk to like well I would I would request to like talk to girls around my age similar similar injury level yeah and it was often because I could help them but at the same time like I would like make a new friend yeah absolutely
2: (laughs) and I find that too like I got to make
1: a lot of friends doing that that's really good
2: I'm a a widow so I I found that too I'm like I don't really feel like I fit in with kind of support groups but to be able to find your yeah. kind of community like online yeah, yeah either on like TikTok or Instagram and things like that to be able to connect with people um is definitely beneficial for everybody
1: yeah really it's helped me a lot like talking to people and and I love to help other people and just making friends that way is just it's really it's really helpful yeah absolutely
0: so how is your independence now? What does that look like? Do you still require a full-time care attendant?
1: Yeah, so I was hoping to be like further than I am by now, but I'm not. So um, basically I can't, I can't transfer yet. So I can't like move myself to my chair. Or move. So that's like going to be a big step, my independence. So basically to do that, I think I really need to work on my arm strength. Also just, I need to be more, uh, Less scared of like falling, just practicing. Yeah. Um, because I don't have any core. So it's really scary to like fall forward and I've fallen out of my chair and it sucks. Oh, man. Um, But yeah. so I'm, and then on top of that, I have no finger function. So I've never tried cooking. So I don't really like opening things, cooking in general. Like I don't have a super handicap or accessible apartment. So it's not like I could really cook here. Um, I'd have to like have a better setup but like I can like brush my own teeth I don't my mom helps me with like showers and stuff Um, I couldn't get myself in there I could probably shower myself but I couldn't get myself in there I like my mom to like wash my hair because she just does a better job than I would (laughs)
0: listen I would literally pay someone to wash my hair every time
1: (laughs) yeah and my mom and my mom is a hairdresser so you know Oh Oh, um, yeah.
0: Those magic hands. I
1: mean, I couldn't imagine the fear of,
2: you know, doing those things by yourself. It's got to take so much, I don't know, just like
1: confidence too. Like I don't really have that confidence. I'm scared of falling. I'm scared of, you know, I don't, I don't even love to like be by myself because Mm -hmm. I also like, I got a surgery so I can like cath myself. So like when I have to pee, it's like I, I actually cath myself through my belly button
2: And I can do it
1: myself with a certain catheter. Like I still like get nervous because I'm like, well, what if I like drop it or can't do it? And then like, I'll get super dysreflexic, which is when like, um, if you're quadriplegic, you get autonomic dysreflexia, which is when you're something's wrong, like below your injury level. And basically your blood pressure goes way up and you can literally like have a stroke and die. If you don't figure out what's wrong, usually it's like a bladder bowel thing. But for me, like I'll, my arms will get really tingly or I'll get a headache and I'll usually start like pouring sweat if something's wrong.
0: And what was it like? I always wonder, okay, how do I phrase this? What was it like having your mom have going from being an independent, you can go to the bathroom and shower and be naked by yourself Mm -hmm. to having the requirement of another human do those bodily cares for you? Was that a challenge for you? It wasn't
1: with my mom only be like... Well, it's, you kind of go from like Spalding where you're having all these like nurses and strangers do it. Mm -hmm. So like, it was actually nice to come home and like have my mom do it. because I was so, I'm so, I was so close to my mom before the injury. So like, it was, I liked it better. Like my mom doing everything because it was less awkward. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I was so comfortable with her, but definitely like, I am not as comfortable with Jack, like doing any like bowel care like I like Mm -hmm. it's not like at the end of the world but like I prefer to not have him do that yeah Yeah, and like if my mom's not here I've had like a one of my mom's friend has came and done some of that stuff for me and like it definitely like it sucks but like you also are like thankful like you know you're grateful for it but it's like you you it definitely it sucks like you just wish you could do it yourself
2: absolutely yeah Yeah. and for them I'm sure like they're they would do anything for you right like they're they're gonna help you no matter exactly. what and they don't want you to feel uncomfortable um but yeah it's probably you know to to go from that independence to being you know dependent on other people to help you is has got to be a huge shift in your mindset of yeah just just your day-to-day I don't know comfortability I guess yeah you just have things. to
1: like you just have to like let it go and like realize that you care more than they do because yes. like I used to like I used to always get upset like if Jack like if I'd be embarrassed about something with Jack and he yeah. was just like I don't care like you're the one that cares I don't care oh, so I was wow. like okay like I just need to like relax and like it's whatever like it's there's nothing I can do about it yeah I
2: mean, that's like I think the definition of unconditional love right is is doing those yeah. things and really and yeah no matter what It it's, that's amazing
0: do you use a lot of adaptive devices? You said you can now brush your teeth on your own, but you don't have like individual finger function.
1: I can like brush my teeth without, like I, I use this little little uh, grip thing that just wraps around my toothbrush because I like to do it that way, but I have done it like using two hands before, but it's just easier for me like to do it with the little grip thing. And I usually have my mom put it on, but I, I can put it on with my teeth. Um, Sometimes I'll do it that way. Like I have some videos on YouTube of how I or on TikTok or something of how I do it myself. There's definitely stuff I know I can do myself. It just takes a lot of practice. And a lot of, (laughs) I've talked to a lot of quadriplegics and basically like, how do you do all this stuff? Because like, I realized that I have really bad nerve pain in my hands and a lot of quadriplegics don't. And I didn't know that. And so like when I touch things, it's like so painful. So it's hard for me to like, practice all these things when like, it's like pins and needles in my hands, like 24 seven.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. Do you, are so you, it's s-
1: frustrating. Cause I'm like, I literally like, I wish I was like some of the quads that had no feeling in their hands.
0: Yeah. 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 That's true. Are you on a lot of medication on a day-to-day basis?
1: I, I used to be, but I'm trying to get off of all of it because I'm just like, I don't I don't like how these, I mean, I, I just know they all have bad side effects and I'm like, I don't really, so, the, so I take like a very low amount of gabapentin at night, which is for nerve pain. Yeah. And I'm eventually going to get off that because I don't really think it helps that much, honestly, the amount um. I'm on. And then the only other medication I take is like Midadrin in the morning to help my blood pressure because I'm really dizzy. So I have really low blood pressure in the morning. Mm. Wow. And then Tramadol if I'm really in pain, which is kind of like a really strong ibuprofen. Wow. Oh, man. Wow. And what one thing I don't like is they put everybody on like depression medication without telling you. What? I don't like that. Yeah, no. I don't like
0: that. They just assume I, like you're going to be depressed. Let's just yeah, get her on and it. Then
1: I, and I said, why did you put me on this? And they're like, well, everybody gets depressed. And I was like, well, I didn't get depressed. I was like, I don't want to be on this. And then I had to like get off it on my own at home and I had like withdrawals from it and it was horrible. It took like, it felt awful for two weeks.
2: Oh man. How do you stay? I mean, how do you stay positive? How do you like, what do you kind of uh, credit to your, yeah, your attitude and, and yeah, your Um, outlook on life?
1: I think it would be a lot harder without Jack and my mom. Like they're great. Mm-hmm. Um, I always have them. So like if my mom and I get to agree each other. Like I have Jack, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I feel really, I feel really lucky for that. Cause some people like, cause your friends really like, I have like probably like three or four friends that have mm-hmm. still been good friends, but like wow. most of your friends kind of disappear, which sucks. Yeah. Is sure. that just a is, sim- like, the case for most people I've talked to? Yeah. It, do you think that's just a symptom
0: of like, they don't know, how to be your friend
1: yeah I think it I think it's partially like they don't they don't really know what like they're uncomfortable they don't know how to handle it or you don't want to go out as much or the places they go aren't accessible or they live further away and stuff like that you know so it's just and then other people are just kind of just shows their true colors like they weren't really a good friend
2: yeah, Absolutely. You know?
1: yeah but I think the other ways like I stay positive besides my friends like it's obviously I haven't been able to see my friends with COVID so mm-hmm. I think like just social media honestly has helped like I like like making YouTube videos and also just connecting with people on Instagram and other stuff mm-hmm. um, has been great I talked to a lot of people I like like the peer mentoring when I was doing that that really helped therapy really helps like it just being active or like trying to learn new things it really does like just makes you feel more accomplished
2: yeah absolutely it, there i mean there's such a good upside to social media when it comes to those kind of things right i mean yeah. there can be a, there can be a negative as well but to be able to reach out to people who are similar to you from all over the world i mean we didn't have that kind of access years right. ago right so it it must really um improve people's I guess quality of life when it comes to you know injuries like this because you can connect with people you can get advice from other people you know real kind of real world advice uh, from someone who's experienced the same thing you are
1: exactly and like just being able to like go on my iPad by myself and like go on my like being able to use my phone by myself like that's mm. that makes me feel like independent in yeah. a way absolutely absolutely
0: what do you kind of hope for, for the future? Cause you're not working right
1: No. So I'm, I'm actually taking the LSAT for law school in April.
0: That's amazing. And so what kind of law do you want to go into?
1: I want to do like civil rights and like disability law.
0: That's really Yeah. So I always wanted
1: to go to law school. I used to, well, before my injury, I wanted to do like criminal law, but now I want to do like disability law.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's so important, like to sort of work in the field that you've got experience in. And I think, you know, you, you could be such an advocate for people.
1: Yeah. And there's just so many things that need to be changed. It's just awful. And like, I always tell people like this story of like, well, it's for everyone that goes to Spalding. Everyone I've talked to anyway, like when you get out of Spalding and you go and you go home or like when I got to my apartment, like they were like, okay, you don't get your shower chair for four months what <laughs> and they just say so do your like uh shower and your bowel care in bed I'm like what? I'm not doing that oh so I, I bought a shower chair on Amazon and but it was still eight hundred dollars
2: <gasps> because wow. like I
1: had to have one that leaned back I couldn't I couldn't sit up at the time and it's just awful like I oh my I,
2: gosh That's...
1: I remember I like talked to this girl actually she was um hit by a car. Um, She had like a partial brain injury and spinal cord injury. She was from Canada and she, they wouldn't give her a power chair, even though she had had one uh, arm and hand that worked. And she was like, yeah, like my insurance won't give me a power chair. And I was like, but you could drive a power chair and be so independent. Yeah. I was so upset by that. Well, and it's like
2: people that are making those decisions do not live day to day with these injuries. They are just making exactly based on, I don't know, probably money. Right. And and not the fact that it would be beneficial to your quality of life to have these things.
1: Exactly. Like, it's just like, and I asked them, I was like, well, why does it take so long for the shower chair? And they were like, well, because we measure you for your shower chair the last week before you go home. And I said, why? And they were like, well, we don't know. What if you ended up walking out of here not needing it and I was like yeah but just order it anyway and you can cancel the order or something no yeah kidding. or like
0: sell it or don't like
1: yeah. oh there's got to be God. a better
2: system I mean to,
0: to send just somebody crazy. home
2: to send somebody home who could previously be independent and walk on their own and do all these things and not have the equipment necessary that's mm-hmm. that's and just I, not and right I
1: had to when I first came home I had to use a Hoyer lift which is like, you know, like those little lifts. And we had like a pump once because my mom couldn't transfer me at the time mm. on her own. Right. And um, there was a girl at Spalding that was like her, she was being sent home. And my mom had became kind of good friends with her mom. This girl was like, pr- like pretty overweight. She was a bigger girl. She was probably my age. Her health insurance didn't approve her for a Hoyer lift. And her mom was like, I'm a single mom and I don't know how we're going to move her. Oh wow. And I remember like we were just, she was just crying. Like she was like, what do I, like, I don't know what to do. Yeah. And nobody, and nobody helped her. Nobody knew what to do.
2: And to put that extra stress on someone who's already their lives have changed so much and their family members right. have had to quit their jobs and move and, you know, maybe sell their home or or whatever to pay for medical bills to put that kind of stress on. Yeah, someone, that's unbelievable so to me. It's bad.
0: sad. Have you faced a lot of um, challenges or discrimination when you're out? I know like older cities or depending on the neighborhood, buildings just aren't as accessible as they need to be.
1: Yes, definitely like in- like Boston in the city, like there's always like a one step, and that's it's so annoying. You'll call a place, and you'll be like, "Are you wheelchair accessible?" They're like, "Yeah," but then they'll be like one step, and you're like, uh, "That's not like it's fine now that I'm in my manual chair because someone can just tip me back and get me up the step." But if you're in a big power chair, you can't you can't go over a step. Those chairs are like 400 pounds. Yeah. Yeah. It's oh my just, gosh. It, yeah. So like a, a lot of places will be like one step or like two steps and it's just like really frustrating but it's they're just really old buildings and the other thing that I find annoying is that where I live is all brand new buildings brand new stores and none of these stores have wheelchair the buttons that open the door and that annoys me because I'm like okay like even if I'm confident enough to come out alone what do i do like knock on the door no yeah
2: see. <laughs> i
1: mean and I'm that's like, such that's...
2: a simple fix to install something like right. that to be accessible i to know so i'm like how is that not
1: a law that they should new buildings should have to have a door with a button Absolutely. i know where we live
0: if you're building a new a new room a new addition a new building um mm-hmm. to build it to code has to have accessible buttons and power doors um yeah yeah.
1: that's also Uh, frustrating no well
0: I'm excited that you're going into law then because I think the world needs more people like you yeah To Uh, yeah yeah yeah,
1: that's what I hope that more things will just keep changing Uh yeah absolutely
0: is there anything that you wish more people knew you know like do you get a lot of people that stare at you and they want to ask questions but they don't or I don't know do you just kind of wish
1: more people knew something about spinal cord injuries or you i wish more people knew just because you're in a wheelchair like there's so many different diagnoses like even if it's a spinal cord injury even if me and this other person both have a c6 spinal cord injury we could both have completely different function like i know people that are c5 that can transfer fully independent whatever i know people it's not even a spinal cord injury or they can like walk but they still need a wheelchair like because of pain like mm-hmm. it's just like crazy because I know before I was injured I knew nothing so I assumed oh you're in a wheelchair like everyone in a wheelchair has the same function
2: yeah. right you yeah. just
1: have issues with their legs like most people like I'll have people try to pass me things all the time and I just like and I'll just drop it because I don't have my hand function <laughs> right yeah so it's just like I-, I wish and it's just hard because it's like there's so many different disabilities like how is everyone going to be educated on everything? So I do wish that, like, I know there's some people that don't like to be questioned, like, oh, what happened to you? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't mind. Like, I like to educate people. I like, I like to be like, this is my diagnosis. Like, you know, yeah. even though people usually don't care about that, they just want to know how it happens. Yeah, that's yeah. true.
0: And ha- do you often have people um, cross a line with trying to help you without your consent?
1: Um... I don't really, I don't really go a lot of places alone. Right. Cause I'm like a little nervous too. So not really. Sometimes like friends of my family will like, just like certain things like pushing me or pushing me too fast or when I don't want them to push me, like things like that. Yeah. But I'm sure if I was alone that a lot of, a lot more things would happen. That's Like that's a whole other level of
0: self-advocacy. Like if, somebody's in a wheelchair and it's manual. I would never think, oh, without even checking with them, I'm just going to push them over here. Yeah. Like I would right. think that I would say like, Hey, Aaron, like, do you like, can I bring you over here? I don't know. I feel like there'd be a question or uh-huh. a conversation. Yeah. And
1: like, I get nervous. Cause if you like hit a bump too hard, like I don't have core function. So I, I'll just fall out of my chair. Yeah. Like, and I don't think, I don't think people, even like some of my good friends don't realize that like, yeah. you know, it's just, it's just, It's just hard to like remember and realize like all those things.
2: Well, I just wanted to ask when it comes to like the actual accident in the chimney and everything, was there any sort of like law, I don't know, like any fault to the building or anything like that?
1: So they actually put up signs like the next day that said no trespassing on the roof and like claimed that they were always there, which (gasps) they weren't. My brother had lived there for months. So no lawyer would take the case because they were like, we're just not going to be able to, and like the buildings, also the other issue was the buildings, the rooftops are connected. So it was like, technically the chimney was the other building's chimney. So it was like this weird thing where like, it wasn't even the building we were on, but the hammock was attached to it.
2: Oh, geez. It was just so
1: it, the no lawyer wanted to take the case because they were like, we just don't think we're going to win.
2: Mm-hmm. Wow. So
1: we got kind of screwed with that. But we did try to um, sue my brother's home insurance, which didn't work because we, for some reason, couldn't prove that he lived at home. But we ended up suing Jack's home insurance. So we got a small amount of money from that. That's pretty much all we could do. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, I just wanted to ask you a question. Do you, I mean, you and Jack are living together, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, What is your future hold? Do you know? Is Jack going to propose? So
1: we've talked about like, (laughs) like getting married a lot and stuff. And we actually are in the process of hopefully this summer buying a condo in Boston because I want to like, well, we want to like eventually build a house somewhere warmer, but for now, I'm probably going to do law school here he's working here and I'm also like like we just want to be here for probably another like four or five years and then yeah and then we'll we want to like get married and everything but maybe not until I'm like a little bit stronger and I can actually like enjoy more and we Absolutely. have more money and stuff
2: yeah yeah well that's we've exciting. talked about that a lot I look forward to following your your adventure and yeah thank you yeah
0: <laughs> yeah that's really exciting gosh well Erin I find your story so inspiring yeah. and like you've got such a great outlook yeah your positivity is just really inspiring thank
1: you you're inspiring. yeah I definitely for feel sure. lucky for all the support I do have and yeah yeah it makes it a lot easier absolutely
0: well until Jack we also think he's pretty neat
1: yes
2: we do <laughs> I will, <laughs> I will. It's awesome he is awesome <laughs>
0: That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us.
2: You're welcome. Yeah, this was amazing. Thank you so much. All right. Well, I'm excited. We hope you have a good rest of your day. Thank you. You too. Thank you. Awesome. We'll
0: talk soon. Have a good one.
2: Thanks. Bye. Okay, bye. bye. Hey, Carly. Whoa. <laughs> hey, Michelle. <laughs> I wasn't ready for that.
0: I know. Oh, that was an insane episode. Oh. <sighs> Not insane.
2: Like, just like, what a
0: fluke. I mean, and a love story. I know.
2: Jack? God, someone should adapt that into a movie. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Like, and her determination. Yeah. And, you know, she's turning this into a way to help other people. I know. It's just incredible. And, I mean, nobody expects anything like that to ever happen to them. Yeah. You know, you think, like, okay, maybe, like, a car accident or, like, worst case scenario, right? But to have something like that, like, a a chimney fall on you, like... I know. Yeah.
0: Erin, thank you so much for being on our show.
2: Thank you so much.
0: And, Jack, you weren't on our show, but thanks for being a rad human. We love you. Yeah. Your honorary guest, um, and you know what? Uh, they have, their two dogs have their own Instagram account. I'm mm. also going to tag their dogs mm-hmm. because they're so stinking
2: cute. Yes, yeah. yes.
0: Um, I also wanted to point out, Michelle, that I love the shirt you're wearing today. Oh,
2: thank you. I'm repping the brand today. Yeah. Got did a little you, I did not sign up for this t-shirt did on. Did you see
0: what I'm wearing today?
2: Um, You are wearing an I did not sign up for this hoodie. Where did you get that, Carly? You know what?
0: Funny you should ask. We yeah. actually have
2: a merch store.
0: So if you what? go to our website, which is ididnotsignupforthis.ca, mm-hmm. there's a link that said we have merch. That says we have merch. And you can go to our Don't store. Don't click on that. <laughs> <laughs> and you can go to our online store. Mm-hmm. And we've got like t-shirts beanies or toques if you're in canada hoodies stickers onesies, water stickers, bottles pillows tote bags tote bags and like really nice quality yeah for my sure my dad is an adorable big dork and ordered our merch and <laughs> he's a supporter carling he's a, sorry sorry one of our supporters dave um of dave woodworking um, <laughs>
2: <laughs> ordered Not merch. sponsored. Not sponsored. And then,
0: <laughs> and then he sent us a picture of him wearing his hoodie. hoodie, holding the mug yeah. with his thumb up. Posing. I'm going to, yeah, I posted on Instagram, but yeah. I'll post it again. Um, yeah. So
2: tag us in your pictures if you get your merch soon. Yeah. Because people have ordered some yeah. stuff already. Some stuff so stuff has come. And yeah. So tag us, us.
0: Let us see it. Tell us what I you know, think one of the One
2: of our followers ordered a dog bandana. Yes. I'm interested to see Tia. that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. On
2: her. Yeah. On her pup, so stinking cute. It's and basically all we wear now. is our own merch. I know. I, we are at that level of fame. Listen, I really gotta <laughs> rep my brand exactly. And it's also just really comfy. It's really comfortable. Like the
0: t-shirt is my favorite thing, and, and
2: the, I think the design—if I do say so myself—is
0: <laughs> pretty nice. Yeah, I mean, our marketing people are just amazing
2: In geniuses. It's you. <laughs>
0: it's me. <laughs> um i designed it yeah but no people asked for it and so we finally were like mm, i guess we'll do it and so we yeah. did and now do it
2: Go now you it. better buy
0: it <laughs> you asked for this oh my god um and as always guys we love when we get reviews mm-hmm. so if you're on apple podcasts or google stitcher all the things we're everywhere uh leave us a review wherever you listen so we can hear your feedback and um also consider sharing us with your friends yes it should be noted if people listen to every episode we still don't have any downloads in wyoming what the fudge yeah who do who do i talk to about this (laughs) i call the mayor (laughs) right now of wyoming yes i don't think there's a mayor of an entire state what do they call them?
2: State representative?
0: Call the state representative. Yeah, I actually don't know. We're in Canada, so we have, like, premiers of provinces and mayors of cities. But I can't think of what the state, yeah, state representative. Sure. Call him. Or her. Or her. Call them. (laughs) Call them. And have them.
2: Broadcast, no, this podcast. is what we should do. We should live cold call a Wyoming <gasps> radio station. Oh my god, and plug our Canadian podcast and yes. say, Yes, the first person in Wyoming to download our episode will send them some merch.
0: I mean, I don't know how we <laughs> prove this, but I'm in, I am all in. Let's do it. We are on fire today <laughs> with these ideas. Okay, I hope you have a great day. And follow us on social media. Oh, yeah,
2: follow us. We're everywhere. Just I did not us. sign up for this. Maybe. And if you see us walking around, you can follow us for a little bit. <laughs> Six at a feet distance. apart, though. At a distance.
0: Social distancing. Yeah. Um, but, you know, say hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Happy Tuesday, guys. Have a great week. Bye. Bye.